Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. So Kate Audrey is a woman's own boutique we're partnering with for January as we talk about fashion. And today I have the founder, Andrea Morse, on to tell us a little bit more about it and why it's so awesome. So Andrea, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. What inspired you to start Kate and Audrey? Well, a few things. So when I grew up, my parents always had people like Audrey Hepburn or Grace Kelly or Princess Diana in front of me. So, you know, I grew up watching all these immaculately styled women. So as I got older and started to want to dress like them, I'm like looking around at all the stores that I shop at and they really didn't have anything that kind of aligned with what I was looking for. So I thought, well, why wouldn't I just start my own business and you know, be able to buy things and then resell and keep, you know, one or two items for myself. So we kind of started um, from that. And then, you know, the other thing too is I don't love what I see in stores because I do tend to dress more modest. So, you know, you're never going to see me in a crop top or super distressed denim. And as I was seeing these trends sort of take over the marketplace, I thought, well, you know what, there is a a market for me to step in with a more modest line that's functional so someone can wear you know, one of our pieces to work and then immediately head out to a cocktail hour with their friends or dinner with their spouse or whatever and not have to go home and change. So, you know, I really felt like we were meeting a need and it's been great so far. So awesome. So how did you determine like what outfit you were going to choose for each silhouette in that process? Like what goes through your mind in that, that creative process when you do something like that? So I did read the book and kind of really just look at the key traits to each silhouette. And so I'm a conqueror. And there's been times in my professional life that people have said like, you know what, you're kind of abrasive. Like you need to be a little bit more calm when you're talking to people and not so direct. And I thought, well, conquerors are just people who get stuff done. You know, they they just want to, you know, check it off their list, move on to the next thing. And as I was looking at clothing, I'm thinking, you know what, we're going to play on the softer side of these people because they also like really care about others and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, what's a feminine pattern that we have in this store? Florals. You know, what's, what's some feminine colors? And I'm like, we got pinks and blues. And then, you know, white is sort of this like peaceful color. That's kind of one of the descriptors for, you know, the color of white. So I'm like, okay, we're going to throw this in as well. And then like I spoke to you about, I didn't want it all to just be business. I wanted it to be stuff people can wear in daily life. And, you know, so when I was looking at all this, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this personality is is fun. So let's throw in some leopard or, you know, the guardians, they really care about people and they don't need their clothes to get in the way, you know, of them caring for others. So let's get something practical, like just a nice sweater that doesn't, you know, hang loose or whatever. It's not going to get in the way. So they're all functional pieces, but also like really, truly look at a person like, are they fun? Are they quirky? Do they need, you know, a fun pattern or are they super stoic and they just want to wear black and white? So this was super fun for me. And I really did take like about a week to just really carefully curate 
exactly what each silhouette would, you know, wear. I loved them. Um, tell everyone like what is so unique about Kate and Audrey compared to other boutiques. I know you've touched a little bit on how you, the thought behind the process of building it, but what is so unique about it in the style that you chose um, and just in general about the boutique? So the store, we picked the name Kate and Audrey after Kate Middleton and Audrey Hepburn, two of like the biggest influences in my personal style. And so the items in the store are going to be things that either somebody in the royal family has worn and it's extremely similar or almost like the exact same thing. So for instance, we have this store or we have this dress in the store called the Grant and it looks almost identical to something Meghan Markle wore um, on her Africa tour. And so we really do carry pieces that, you know, you're not going to see everywhere else because yeah, you might see Kate Middleton wearing something and you love it, but then it's $1,500 for a dress and none of us are going to a ball that we need to buy, you know, the same dress for. So we, we have something that's literally like almost the exact same thing and it's between 30 or $40. So you're still being able to dress like people you love, like, you know, in the royal family or whatever, and you're not spending the price point that they have to spend you know, because they can afford mm-hmm. it. I love the timelessness of all the pieces you have and just the practicality. And, um, you know, there's just this, I love the comparison between that and the Royal fa- Royal family, because I'm a huge Royal family fan. I studied abroad in London, so I just look up to them so much, but, um, I think there's just this timelessness between all your pieces. Um, you know, you, you'll be able to wear this piece forever. You know, I love that mm-hmm. about your line. So what's your favorite part about owning a boutique? I know this has been a long time dream of yours. And like, how do you choose what styles and clothes to feature? So I love curating all of the pieces. It's just like, I love to shop and it's so fun to be able to buy pieces for the store. So I'm basically reinvesting things and I can just keep, you know, one or two pieces that I really, really love instead of spending money with a different retailer. Um, and I just, I just love all things creative, like designing graphics and playing with packaging or, you know, curating all the items for the she kits. That was just a super fun way to find vendors that, you know, align with our ethics and like make quality items. And it's just, it's just fun doing all the creative side of things. Um, how can people find you, follow you? Um, what does that look like for you? So we have a Facebook and Instagram page. It's just shop underscore Kate and Audrey, um, all lowercase. And we are most active on Instagram. And then we have a website, which is just shopkateandaudrey.com. Awesome. And because your brand is so inspired by the Royals, I have to ask, what are your thoughts on Harry and Meghan moving to North America and cutting away from the Royal family? This is so funny. So all of our influencers with our company are all Royal bloggers or... um, you know, involved in the media with that. So we've been talking a lot about it since they announced, um, you know, it's not surprising. Harry had an interview years ago saying how much he hates the media and how he just wants to be away from it. So I guess we all kind of saw it coming. Um, and, and with Megan, she's a goal chaser, you know, she's driven, she wants to make her own money and, and be successful. And, you know, I admire her for being so hardworking and focused on her goals. So I'm, I'm a traditionalist, so it kind of shook me for a little bit, but you know, I think, after the Queen's statement today, I think they're going to be able to find a good middle ground to, to uh, you know, move forward. And it's kind of cool that they're going to be in North America. Like, what would you do if you ran into them, you know, like in L.A. or something? I would die. 
So today we have a very, very special guest, someone that we consider part of the She Factor fam. So we met Shaughnessy when we launched in Chicago in November. And since then, she has seriously become part of the team and has been paving the way for our squad program build out. So she started out by expressing interest in leading a squad, I believe. Shaughnessy, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, And representing us as a brand ambassador, but has become the model She Factor Luminary and is launching her very own squad next week in Springfield, Illinois. Um, So I wanted to have her on to talk about her fashion-filled Instagram account. It's beautiful. Um, So we'll have her talk about that and then just give her the chance to share a little bit more about her experience with She Factor and how it's hit home for her. So Shaughnessy, we're so happy to have you on today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. And you're exactly right. I did um, reach out just because I wanted to lead in the area. And I'm so excited to start um, our next event next week. Woohoo! So to start off, why don't you tell everyone just a little bit more about yourself? I know you're a dog mom, wife, influencer, all the things. So just tell everyone a little bit more about your life. Yeah. So I am a 27-year-old and I do have the cutest little dog who also has an Instagram because I'm like obsessed with him. Um, And I was recently married about a year and a half ago. And I am an influencer on Instagram and on YouTube. And I pretty much just bring everything fashion related to gals that are interested in like neutral, like monochromatic looks. Amazing. And I actually just pulled up your dog on Instagram and he is so cute. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. Thank you. Um, So let's start off by talking a little bit more about the fashion side of things because this month, obviously, we're focused on fashion. Um, So first of all, what does fashion mean to you? And how has it impacted, changed, or defined your life? Yeah. So I think like in my own life in particular, I have been really impacted by um, just like changing my fashion over time because I... um, I don't know, I just gain a lot of confidence in putting together looks. And I feel like in the past, I um, more took on like what other people would wear or what they thought was cool or interesting. And I kind of took that in as my own. And now I feel like I'm just so much more confident in my own decisions and styling my own looks and just putting together things that make me and only me, um, you know, just excited. And so, um, if other people, you know, enjoy the looks, then that's great too. But I pretty much just, um, I don't know. I just feel like a big part of fashion to me is just putting together things that make me happy. I love that you brought that up because I feel like, especially in today's day and age with, you know, all of the things on Instagram and YouTube and the media, it's really hard to define like your own style, like what is that for you? Um, So it's awesome that you're doing it for yourself and not for other people. Um, How did you like come to that conclusion? And are there people that you like looked up to that, you know, you saw doing that and inspired you or like, how was that? How did that come to fruition for you? Yeah. So um, I grew up in, or I grew up and moved back to a, um, it's a city, but it's kind of, it has a small town feel. And I don't know if that resonates with a lot of other people. Um, but you just kind of know a lot of the same people and people shop at a lot of the same stores. And you, I feel you kind of, um, pick up the style of other people around you. And I feel like that kind of is, um, the same thing like with social media and stuff like that. Um, but for me, I feel like I, 
I don't know, I just wanted to kind of break the box and break the norm and um, do something that's different. And so the way that I kind of came to picking out um, like monochromatic looks and neutral looks was just um, working in an office setting a few years back. Uh, when I first started in an office, I found that a lot of things that are like basic colors, um, they can be worn multiple times. Whereas if you pick something that's like, I don't know, bright pink and super cute, you probably would only wear it once. Um, I feel like I kind of just took that in as my own inspiration for just being different and um, just wearing like looks every day. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, a great answer. And I think um, actually this week we had Carrie Blair on the podcast and she's my mom and I's stylist. And we oh, talked cool. a ton about just like personal brand and figuring that out. And what I love about your page is that you do have such a distinct style and it is monochromatic, but it's also bold. Um, and like, I think it's just really unique. And also hearing that, you know, that came from just you like owning you is so awesome. And I think that that's really hard to find these days. Like for me, it took me a really long time to figure out like, what is my brand? And still to this day, I'm like, I don't know what it is. So, um, what, what would you say? Like if you, if you had to describe like what your brand is and what you want people to see you as, um, like that first impression from your page or from your fashion, like what would you say that is? I really want people to see just the confidence that I've built over the, like over time. I, um, when I was younger, I pretty much didn't care about fashion like at all, um, which is so opposite to now. And I like, if you look at old pictures of me, literally my hair looks so terrible. I have like big <laughs> tees, <laughs> cut off shorts. Like I just was like climbing trees. Like, I mean, probably up until like my teenage years was when I kind of like peaked in interest. But um, I feel like during that time, I wasn't as confident in myself and I kind of took on ideas of other people and I felt like whatever they did was cool and I should just do that and that would make me cool. And that was more of like my drive, I guess, was just to be like have that acceptance. And I felt that having acceptance would build my confidence um, in myself. And I obviously learned that that is not the case. Um, you know, just I feel gets worse when you place your confidence or your self-worth in other people. And so um, I really just want people like as a first impression to see that I have built a confidence in myself that can only be created when you just... Um, I don't know, love yourself. And I know that sounds like so cheesy. And, it's not though. Um, it's so yeah. on point. Yeah. Um, so I just want people to kind of see that, that you have to pretty much build that on your own. And that's why it's called self-confidence and not like other confidence or other people confidence. <laughs> Whatever that would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like looking back to like, same thing for me, like when I was younger, like maybe like starting fourth grade, to then like my middle school years and then going to high school, like if only you could tell your younger self, like what you've learned now and yes. the confidence that you can embody and that's instilled in you. But like, I was kind of the same way. Like I always looked to other people for approval. And I mean, I don't think that actually changed for me until probably this last year, but um, 
I think that like I look back, I like used to love making like I was the opposite. I loved fashion growing up. Like fashion was my thing. I thought I was gonna be a fashion designer. I'd like cut up all my t-shirts into like fringe and (laughs) tie them. And and then I went to private school and I felt like so I don't know, just like held back because I couldn't express myself in that way. But then when I could, I'd get so made fun of for like all of my like fun self you know, <laughs> outfits that I was making. But it's like looking back, I wish I could be like, no, like keep doing that. Like keep embracing that and owning who you are and who knows where it will take you instead of like hiding and being, you know, self-conscious all the time. It's just yeah. so crazy to see how far you can come in such a small amount of time. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree. Like, I mean, and it's like, Looking back, I mean, those are such pivotal moments like in your life um, where you can either decide if you want to be bold, be big, be yourself and, you know, do that or if you want to kind of blend in. And I feel like when you're younger, um, and I mean, obviously, I keep saying like when you're younger, like I'm like old, (laughs) which I'm not. I'm 27 years old. Um, But I feel like when you're in your 20s and even before, it's just such a pivotal pivotal moment in your life where you have to decide like, okay, am I going to be me or am I going to be like a replicated version of other people around me? And I feel like most people choose to just kind of embody other people that they're around and just be like replicas. And it's hard to break that. Um, Well, let's switch gears and chat about She Factor and your role as a luminary and all the things because you're doing such an amazing job. Um, Thank you. So what really resonated with you about She Factor when you first learned about it and came to that event in Chicago? Yeah. So She Factor, I feel like is just so different. And that like piqued my interest just because I feel like like when you're, you know, little, you're in Girl Scouts. And then like when you're in college, you might be in a sorority or like some other group that is like, you know, has a lot of different women that are in your age range. And then you pretty much get out of that and you have a massive gap. And so like, I'm kind of in that gap between like, I'm not quite settled. Like I don't have any kids or anything. And like, I'm not like completely settled in all aspects of life, which I don't know if you ever get to be there, but um And then there's, you know, that other spectrum of like being college still and stuff. And so I feel like there's just a huge gap there. So that's what really piqued my interest of just learning more about She Factor. And then once I got to um, the first event, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like there's just girls everywhere and like everyone's just so nice and they're all just like empowering each other and you're learning. And it just was such a cool space. Um, And it was so girly and like fun. And that's like, I don't know, that just really like was exciting to me. And then being able to like, not only be around girls my age, but like learning, I feel like, I don't know, that's just something that you don't find often. Like, I feel like after college or after, you know, whatever, like, thing you go into after high school, I feel like you're in a learning space, and you're constantly like throwing ideas around and stuff. And then after that, you or just kind of having to learn on your own, whether that's your books or podcasts or whatever. And so just being able to do that in a space with other women that are just passionate about life and wanting to better themselves, that was just like, I don't know, the icing on the cake. So it was just such a cool experience. I love whenever you first said that, um, I think it was after the, your first Chicago squad meeting when you were like, you know, you're in Girl Scouts and then you are in a sorority. And then like, now what? Because 
that was seriously, I think, the biggest thing for me too. Like I, you know, was president in my sorority in college and I like was surrounded by all these women who are like-minded and growth-oriented and like always learning like you exactly what you just said. And then I started a job where I kind of still had that. Like everyone was still like in their young 20s and it was like really focused on professional development, but there was still there was just like something missing. Like that was work. And like Mm -hmm. it's hard to cross that and not have that outside of work to have, you know, to learn new things about society and this like adult life that we're in and you know what comes next. And um, you know, I think it it's so important for you to be able to connect with other women that are in that same area for you all to bounce off each other and like have that growth oriented mindset together. Well, you've just, like I said, done an incredible job at taking the reins and running with it, but you've really gotten to define like this new position that we created called a luminary and you set the standards very high. uh, Let me tell you, but can you just share with everyone like what a luminary is in your eyes and what your favorite part about this role that you've taken on is? Every time I connect with someone who um, is in their 20s or even just like a potential guest speaker, every time I connect with someone, I say, hey, you know, we're having this um, really cool event. I'd love for you to come or I'd love for you to speak. And I kind of tell them about She Factor and just um, all that we're doing just to um, build this space in different cities. I always find that the response is, you know, someone's in their 20s, their response is, oh my gosh, like I've never heard of anything like this. I love this. I can't wait to come. Um, And it's just a lot of excitement. And then if they're not in their 20s, usually the response is, where was this when I was in my 20s? Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, I just love being able to create um, this in my city, but also like fill a space that has a gap. I feel like there's so many things that people might do or... Um, create that are duplicates of other things, but I really feel like She Factor is its own thing that's filling a void that nothing else is filling. And I feel like too, it gives like my favorite part about like seeing you take on this role and seeing other people like take on being a squad leader or even just people joining the squads. And, you know, same thing with you, like talking to the speakers and stuff is like where we get the opportunity to help these women or these brands like connect with each other and like share what they're doing. Cause I think it's so rare for you to be able to like have a, have a craft that you're good at or, um, you know, be able to speak on a topic that you're passionate about and have people listen or have people engage and to not like have that as your profession. Like, I don't know, for example, like, I would love to go speak about She Factor, but and at all these like big conferences and all these things. And yes, it's my job, but like it's hard to have the capacity to like push yourself to that next limit without having a platform to do it on. Like if I didn't yes. have the platform I did, and probably same for you, like with your like being an influencer on YouTube and Instagram, like if you didn't have that platform, like how would you share those those passions and those things that you love talking about? Like it's it's hard to find that space to be able to explore those things with other women who will explore them with you. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And I feel like finding those people who have those similar interests, like how do you find that? You know? So like, I mean, of course, fashion, I feel like is maybe a little easier because you can maybe look to Instagram or something like that and look for a hashtag or something. But just 
there's so many different things that people have interest in, whether that's like, you know, fuel with like fitness and health and, um, you know, just like so many different areas of life that people have interest, like philanthropy and things, but you might not have a way to connect with people about it. Um, and like what I found is in this area, a lot of people, they might have a friend group, um, and not necessarily be looking for like a new network of women to hang with, but I find that almost everyone wants to find more people to connect with that have similar interests. So like their friends that they hang with might not be interested in philanthropy or they might not be interested in fashion. And so they get really excited about connecting with other gals who have a similar interest and excitement for the things that they're passionate about. So yeah, I think it's such a cool platform and such a cool way to hear people speak about their passions too. Totally. Well, we're so, 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 so excited about Chicago next week to launch the Springfield Squad with you. And I know that you have some really super exciting things planned. So can you tell everyone like what has gone into planning this event and what they can expect if they come out for it? Um, and just what to what you're most excited about with the event next week? Yeah. So since it's fashion related, it is of course going to have um, a pop-up and you're going to be able to shop for clothing. Um, we have partnered with um, Willow and Birch, which is like a boutique that's here in the area. And then also Daisy Bus Boutique. Um, and Daisy Bus Boutique will be having like a pop-up there for gals to shop. And then Willow and Birch, they're going to bring like some goodies for gals that come to the event. And then um, they're going to be guest speakers just kind of talking about um, owning their business and starting their business and um, how they've loved just empowering women to pretty much like what I said, you know, wearing things that make them excited about life and build more confidence. And so um, we'll have that. And then of course we'll have, um, you know, other girls in their twenties who have similar interests there. So I'm just really excited about it. And like I said, there's nothing like this here. And so um there's a ton of people that I know that are really excited about it too. I'm curious. I forgot to ask this earlier. What's your silhouette? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like whenever... I just have to give a backstory first. So I feel <laughs> like people or not people, maybe just me in general, but I was not expecting my silhouette. I feel like um, I was expecting to like... I don't know. I feel like maybe I thought I'd get a queen just because I, I feel like I'm a leader. Um, but I mean, after listening to like the podcast and stuff and learning that like you can try to make like your own, um, sphere based on like what people have told you that you are. Um, I really wanted to take the, uh, silhouette like test in a space that I, was literally just answering each question by question and not like thinking any more about it or thinking about what I would get or not get. And so um, I ended up getting a director, which um, I don't know, it surprised me a little bit. Like I, and I love the results because, you know, I'm spontaneous and innovative and artistic. Um, those are all things that resonate with me, but um, directors, you know, it talks about that they are um, musicians, innovators, um, and just like love being creative. And I haven't always been that way. And so, um, I don't know, it just was cool to see that when I actually like just answered um, that like questions just based on each one and not thinking about like 
what I would get or what I wouldn't get. I got something that's very similar to who I am and definitely me, but um, not something I expected. <laughs> no, I was the same exact way. Like I, um, I think I was expecting like a conqueror director or something along those lines because I'm very much like task oriented. Um, you know, I love like leadership, same thing, like kind of leading the direction of a project or like even looking at my past, like leading my sorority or leading, like I ran for like class president in high school. Like that's always kind of been like my go-to like is leadership. And so I was expecting something along those lines. And then I got guardian and I was like, what? Like that makes no sense. (laughs) Like I'm not a guardian. Um, But I think that when you look further into it, it, it kind of helps you like look deeper into yourself and I think I like those leadership positions because I like supporting other people. Like I like helping the core of why I like leadership is because I like helping people. And so I was like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense that I'm a guardian. And it kind of just helps you like own who you are in a way. For some reason, I don't know why it works the way it does, but I it it totally just works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally agree because I think like taking like this and finding out what my silhouette was really helped me like learn things to work on. Um, just because I know like as a director, one of the things is um, that we can leave like unfinished projects um, and not like actually um, complete them and kind of like hop from one thing to another. And, um, you know, of course I'm creative and think like have a lot of big ideas and things. But one thing for me um, after like figuring out that this is like what I am, one thing for me is I've really tried to focus focus on like, okay, if you're starting something, finish it and then move on. So, <laughs> so um, it's just really helped me learn how to um, take my skills that I have and just like fine tune them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I am the same way. Like I think it's really helped me identify areas of my life that I really need to work on. Like for me, it's like being more in the moment and like being with people in the moment, being present. And, you know, I, I, I think that I get frustrated when other people aren't like that. And that kind of helped me see within myself, like, why am I getting so frustrated when people aren't present with me or when like, I feel like that barrier between myself and others. And like, you kind of have to look within and like nothing. I actually read, read something today. It was like, if you're unhappy, like, that's your fault. Like if you feel yeah. a certain way, like that's on you. Like how, how do you look within and change that thought within yourself and change that thing within yourself and obviously not change, but how do you improve yourself to not rely on other people to do something for you or, you know, yeah, feeling a certain way when you can just change that. Yeah. And it's really powerful once you re- have that realization and you can kind of just own who you are and own that improvement and, own that process for yourself, you know? Yeah. And I'm really excited for like all the, um, she factor events that we'll be having in this area, because like just talking to you right now about like your silhouette and like how that's changed your life and like how you've been more focused in different areas. Like I am so excited to have like those same conversations with other gals in my city, like every month, because I feel like when you can like, see things that you want to work on or like see like areas of growth. It's just like exciting to talk to other people who are like doing the same thing. If that makes sense. No, 100%. And I think that's literally at the core of why 
my mom like created Chi Factor in the first place was like this common language. Like how it's so difficult to go have conversations, especially about growth and about um, you know who you are and about your goals without having some sort of common language to use. Like there's all these different, you know, personality tests you can take. I feel like for me, goals are really hard for me to set and talk about publicly. I've always internalized them and she factors given me a way to ex- like to externalize them to talk about them. And yeah. it's this common language. It's like I am this silhouette. I am focusing on these spheres. Like these spheres are important in my life. And these are my goals. And this is how well I did. Like this is my she factor score. This is how I did this last month. It was either a really shitty month, a mediocre month, a great month. You know, it gives women this common language to all relate to each other because I think sometimes we go against each other, not on purpose, but because it's we can't find a way to communicate with each other, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think having it like in an app like base platform is really helpful too because for one everyone's on their phones anyway and mm-hmm. so it's like if you're not on your phone you probably like want to do something on your phone in that moment like if you're like working on a goal or something like I find if I'm like listening to a podcast or I'm like reading a book like I want to write like something in my notes so I can come back to it later um so just having like an app platform is really nice because like working on goals and goal setting you can like look back, you know, months prior and see like, okay, these are my goals. Like, how am I doing on them? Or like, I am doing well, but like, I want to do better. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a really cool way to like have a universal thing that people can use too. Last question. And it's a loaded one. Um, What are you most looking forward to in 2020? Like you personally? Who? It is January and it is... I know. It's that time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... I don't know if you've heard this, but like I've heard from so many many people that they like feel like 2020 is their year. And like, I feel Mm -hmm. that way. Like I I do. Yeah. I just feel that. Like I, I'm so like just excited for what's to come. And I feel like 2019 was really building on a lot of the like things that I'm working on and things that I'm doing. Um, So I feel like 2020 is just the year that like, it's just going to push off everything that I have like been working on. So I don't know. I have like a lot of stuff in the works, like in related relation to like fashion and stuff. But um, yeah, I just feel like 2020 is going to be a really big year. And, you know, she factor too, like just like launching the squad this year. And like, I, um, you know, and I have my YouTube platform and Instagram platform and I'm on Pinterest and like have all these different like social media platforms. And all of them have been like, just there's a lot of different things I've been working on and building over the last year. And I really feel like 2020 is just like my year for growth. Um, but also like my year for growth and like myself, I feel like I, all of last year, I really was like just focusing on like just building a better me, like just being a better Mm -hmm. person. Um, I know like last year I like, um, was able to like say sorry to some people who like had hurt me in the past. And I was able to like move forward with some friendships that I like had planned on like moving forward with more, like hanging out with and stuff. And like, so all of that is like, I feel like a good start for like starting a new year and a new decade. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just like really excited for this year. So a lot of stuff for sure in the works. You're like, like literally everything you said is 
everything that I feel like I ha- like feel as well. Like 2020 was my year for like change and yeah. for <laughs> I like just had this like uh thing pop up like the video of Kylie Jenner being like this is the year of like realizing things. Like that's kind of how like my last yeah. year was. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, as ridiculous as that sounds, but um, like this year is all about growth and like owning that stuff. And I think you're so on point. Like I too had very similar experience where I was like, okay, you know what? Like I've got to look deeper within myself and like how did my like how did me and what I did impact my relationships that maybe aren't where I want them to be, or maybe I've lost in touch with people, or like it's just like not what it used to be. And how can I take ownership of those and like take ownership of my life and my relationships and make them and put them where I want and need them to be? And um, I think 2020 for most of the people I've talked to is like, okay, 2019 was this like really hard year of like hard conversations and hard things happening and, you know, finishing out a decade that was. I mean, for me, like that, looking at the last decade, like it was tough. Like that was a hard one. I mean, but it was also like high school, college, adulthood. Like, how is that not tough? You know? Um, yeah. And 2020 is like, okay, fresh start, like fresh decade, uh, fresh me, new me, new, new year, new decade, new me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, like we're the only ones who can like control our own environment and like, what we decide to do with it is literally up to us. And so like, I feel like going into this new decade, this new year, it's just like, that's even more apparent to me because um, I don't know. It's like when I, I can easily make excuses for things and not do things, whether that's goal setting or whatever. Um, But I know like for you, you like, I think last year, I heard that you like had lost like weight or something mm-hmm. and like you're really focused on that. And like that really resonated with me because I also did the same, but a huge part of that was literally me just like working out, you know? And it's yeah. like, you can make all these excuses and you can say all these different things that you want to do something and you know, you're not sure if you can get it done and then you don't do the steps to get there and then you don't get there. But yeah. I feel like, um, this year, I just am more aware that like my own efforts and my own, like the things that I do directly affect like the outcome that I get. And I mean, I do have like, my faith is really important to me. And so I do think that does play a part in like a lot that happens in my life. But, mm-hmm. um, I feel Same. like, I feel like just those steps that I take to like make what I want to happen, they, those steps have to happen if I want the outcome that yeah. I want. <laughs> it's not going to happen sense. unless no, like you, it, it's kind of like, I just wrote a book on manifesting, but it's like I, manifesting. I have this like weird relationship with, cause I think it's kind of bullshit in a way. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I thank think you. <laughs> I like, I, it's funny because I've talked to a lot of people about it on the podcast and everyone, every single person I'm like, how do you hit their goals? And they're like, I manifested it. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so what does that mean? But I think it's, it's not, manifesting. It's owning that the only way that is going to happen in your life is if you do it and you take responsibility for it. And like that, you have to do that. And it's like, I think it's different for me too, like on a spiritual level as well. I'm like, okay, manifesting, like, mm, I don't know if I really resonate with that spiritually, but um, I think that 
I do believe in karma. I do believe in putting good out in the world and it coming back yeah. to you. And I believe in, you know, taking responsibility for yourself and your future. And I think that's, you know, what that's what you have to do. So that's exactly it. Like you just have to own who you are and what you want to put out there. And, you know, the the if you tell the universe you want it to happen, it's probably not just gonna happen if you don't do anything to make it work, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. And I think, I mean, I think it's easy to like coin certain phrases because it's a way to like make a lot of these other phrases that we've used um, universal. And like, that kind of goes back to when we talk about like using universal ways of communication, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, karma, putting things into the world, like speaking it into existence, like all of these things I feel like are similar, but I think that people have like maybe coined the word manifestation and like, that's like the new like word to use. But I, I agree with you. Like you can say something and like, believe that it's going to happen, but without like making those steps or even taking like some initiative, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, maybe, maybe you get lucky and it just happens. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, and I know for me, like that's just a big thing for 2020 that I really want to focus on because I was able to achieve so much in 2019. Um, because I literally just started doing things. And so I think like in the year 2020, I really, that goes back to like my silhouette. It's like, I know that I stop and start things at times. And so just being more focused and intentional of like starting something, but actually finishing it to get the outcome that I want. That's like so important. So Mm -hmm. yeah, totally agree. Totally. Intentionality is my word of 2020. So we'll just, we'll end there. (laughs) Being intentional about everything. and. That's the foundation of all, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I absolutely loved having you on today. I could go on like rants forever with you and talk forever, but we'll get to do that in Chicago next week, right? I know. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you again. Um, and I'm just so excited to see where this year takes both of us and especially you and all the amazing things you're doing with She Factor. So thank you for all that you do and um, tell everyone how they can connect with you. Yeah, so I um, have a YouTube channel. I have a Instagram. I have a Pinterest account where pretty much on my Pinterest, I just um, put all of the different things that I'm either wanting to purchase or have already purchased, like all these different boards. And so it's all still related to fashion. And then I also have, um, gosh, so many platforms. Um, And I also have um, a shop style account. So if you like want to look at all my looks, you can look on there. But it's literally just my first and last name put together on all these different platforms. So um, Shaunsi Schroeder, S-H-A-W-N-A-C-I Schroeder, all together. Um, So it kind of makes it easy, but my name is very long. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, that's pretty much how you can connect with me. Um, Also through email which is Shaunsi Schroeder at Gmail. So um, oh, somewhat easy. I don't know yeah, how you do somewhat. it all. I don't know how. It's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like just taking the steps of like saying I'm going to do something and then actually doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I have no idea either. It just, last year was a blur and I'm sure this year will be too. But you are <laughs> such a busy woman yourself. Like, such a boss babe. So like gold talks to you. So you're right up there as well. Well, we're going to change the world together. I'll tell you that much. Yes.
Awesome. Well, I will stop recording now. Um, well, I guess I should probably end it before I do that. But um, <laughs> awesome. Go check out her page. And um, if you do live in the Springfield area or Chicago, we will be there next week. I think this episode will actually air after the event. But obviously, there will be squad meetings continually happening every month after this. So definitely check it out and connect with Shaughnessy if you're in those areas um, so she can lead you in the right direction and get you involved. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com to keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily She email. Still want more? Subscribe on our app for access to live events near you, special offers from our brand partners, and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week.